Hi, and welcome to the Friendly Shadows. Today we have Ty Slagle and the band Lucid B. Let's get down to Tulsa and talk to Ty. I start off by asking him, what was it like working at Guitar House of Tulsa? Yeah, I was working at Guitar House for, let's see, seven, six years total, coming up on seven. I was managing the store for four years, uh, the latter four years. And man, I just, uh, I loved it. It was great working around musicians and guitars and amazing vintage instruments was mind-blowing. Uh, you know, I can't say enough cool things about it. I have stories upon stories and I learned a ton. But I, I missed teaching. I missed uh, playing live, and I started really playing live a lot. Like started getting calls. People were calling me like crazy, especially during COVID. Uh, you know, after we all kind of settled and everybody was figuring out, oh, we just need to be as safe as possible, wear masks, social distance, blah, you know, all that stuff. I was getting all kinds of calls, and I don't know if it's because all the good guys <laughs> were staying at home, being safe. But um, I didn't want to lose those opportunities. And one of my mentors told me, man, if you, if you keep saying no, they're going to stop calling. And uh, he's an amazing musician. He's actually the bass player for Wayne Newton. His name is Matt Hayes. I don't think he would, uh, I don't think he would, you know, be upset with me using his name. Yeah, his name's Matt Hayes, and he's one of my musical mentors, and he taught me a lot, kind of took me under his wing. And anyway, he just said, always say yes to gigs. Like, never say no to a gig you don't already have. Obviously, within reason, but whenever you're starting out, that's like a good kind of a nugget of wisdom. You know, that's a good rule to live by. So I started getting more and more gigs and having to leave Guitar House. I had to, you know, I would have to leave early or not come in or whatever. And uh, my boss said, hey, man, you know, we just kind of need a manager that's going to be here to manage. And I go, yeah, you're right. And uh, and basically I took a plunge. All my all my favorite people in town. Paul Benjamin, Seth Lee Jones, uh, you know, all these gnarly guitar monsters and, and many others told me you should try to do this like you're not inheriting Guitar House. You're not going to inherit this business. 
I could have stayed there and made raises year after year. I was handsomely compensated. It, again, it was like a dream job short of, you know, uh, second to playing music full time. It's like a dream job, you know. But uh, excuse that. Excuse the sirens. <laughs> but um, so I thought, wow, with these guys, believe in me, if some of my heroes, you know, local Tulsa heroes believe in me maybe i'll give it a shot so i took a chance took a leap and thought man this is this is shaky especially coming back from a pandemic what if there's another pandemic and then all the gigs are shut down again all the venues all the bars and uh it's been I, i've uh it was instantaneously uh fruitful i felt like i immediately started seeing signs that I was on the right path. You know, the planets started aligning. Like I, I got gigs. I started booking. I started getting more lessons. I teach at a bunch of different uh, schools and academies. So anyway, a long story short, I left and I, I miss guitar house in a lot of ways, but I feel better here and here. I'm pointing to my head and my heart, <laughs> you know, so that's, that's it in a nutshell. Wow. You know, I so identify with that as a musician who um, had worked a day job truck driving for 12 years. And it, the music got to be, in, get it, get in the way of the truck driving. And boy, it, it's, it's like a leap of faith when you, the day job goes and you're, you're there with a the guitar in your hand, you know? <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff you do. And uh, and you faced some adversity, too. I, I saw a while back ago you uh, uh, got some stuff stolen out of your car, right? Is that right? Yeah, that was, wow, that was, uh, that was in 2018. Um, oh, wow. I thought that was a lot yeah, sooner yeah. than that. Oh, I mean, you know, again, the, the whole COVID thing, it feels like we've, you know, <laughs> skipped a few years, you know, pick up where we left off. Yeah, that was that was in 2018, but it still feels like it was yesterday. Um, yeah, so so what I do, I'll start with what I do. So I, you know, am a gun for hire guitarist. I play, you know, in several different projects and bands who, you know, used to be it was like, whoever will hire me, I'll take it. I'll take the gig. You know, like I said, to, you know, never say no to a gig. But lately it's been really cool because I'm able to be kind of choosy because I'm, I'm very busy. Not that I'm, you know, I don't mean that to sound the wrong way. I'm, I'm very busy. And uh, I but there are some things that come my way or I get a call and I wish I could say yes to everything now. But there's just not enough days in the week. Um, so I. I teach during the day. I teach at uh, several different academies. I teach at the Bart Center for Music here in Tulsa. It's an awesome music school, very, uh, you know, knowledgeable staff. I mean, I get to teach with a bunch of amazing elite uh, musicians in town. Um, and yeah, it's just a very prestigious school uh, run by artists and musicians and dancers and, you know, who get it like who understand the art behind it. That's and then I awesome. Keep, yeah, it's, it's really cool to be a part of. I'm very proud uh, of that. And um, 
I teach at Tulsa Tech, which is really cool. Uh, but it's it's uh, like every other month for just for just a you know a month course, like four four weeks, four classes. So I'm an adjunct professor there. That's that's really cool. Um, never thought I'd be, you know, <laughs> if you had told 15 year old punk rock tie you're going to be teaching at a at Tulsa Tech, I would have I would have beat you up back then. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but uh, <laughs> I would have been, you know, that's lame. I'll never conform. I, I'll never sell out, you know. So I, I also teach at the Midtown School of Performing Arts. I teach at a couple different uh, elementary schools through outreach programs. I sub at a few different schools and uh, and then, of course, do mobile private lessons, Skype, Zoom. I come to you. Sometimes, you know, they come to me. Uh, and then gigging, I play with uh, probably the most active and uh, the, the most, um, how do I say, the most upcoming or on the rise project is I play guitar for Casey Stefan and the Midnight Sun. And she's an awesome uh, local artist based here, but she's from Minnesota. Uh, amazing songwriter, ama like stellar voice, her pipes. I mean, she has some vocal cords on her. She plays keys, you know, am amazing keys player. And that band's really fun. It's pop, kind of pop rock and soul, if you will. And then I play with Jacob Dement, and he's kind of a country folky singer songwriter acoustic player uh, a heck of a picker himself uh, he's a tulsa you know known name for years and years uh let's see what else i play with hot toast music that's a fun band uh they play music for kiddos you know for for toddlers and and kids and but it's not cheesy it's not like barney it's not like i love you you know <laughs> it's actually um <laughs> Like really cool educational music, uh, you know, it, it uh, how do I say, it motivates them to get up and dance, uh, learning about their feelings. There's a song about feelings, about feeling sad and it's okay, feeling angry and it's okay. It's what to do with those feelings, how to, you know, how to channel those feelings into dancing or art or, you know, how to get them out in a good way. That's an awesome, fun band to be in. And then I play a lot of, you know, again, jazz gigs around town, uh, play with Stephanie Oliver and Margie Tanner and their amazing jazz vocalists around town. I play with a cover band called Fused with a Z, and they play often weddings, private parties, the casino circuit. And then I play at, uh, I have some church gigs and I direct music at a, a specific church uh Rivergate and I've been playing there for 12 years and uh they just promoted me to music director just about a year ago in January so it's music all day long all the time hashtag blessed <laughs> that's so awesome you know that's what so many people who are going to listen to this want to do is have a life of mu music all the time how important yep. would you say teaching is to that Absolutely. So, so important. Um, you know, gosh, that, yeah, that's, that's such a loaded question, but absolutely important. You know, when I first started teaching about 12, let me think about this for uh, about 14 years ago, you have to look inward and reassess and reevaluate. How do I do this? I need to 
deconstruct what I'm doing physically, you know, the technique, the uh, et- execution of it, and then be able to put it in layman's terms if I need to, or elaborate, you know, um, you can, you know, you can get complex with it, but I teach five-year-olds anywhere from five to 50 to, I have a student that's 96, you know, and you, and, uh, over the years, you definitely, you learn from yourself, you learn from mistakes, you know, even hopefully I have a good, uh, you know, a good handle on it now, but, but it's, it's so important because you, you definitely have to reflect. You have to, like I said, recalibrate in a, in a way and, and think about and be able to explain and profess and express how, how am I doing this? How can I, to the best of my ability, explain how to do this and how can I get you there? You know, if I, if I can, you know, I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah. And don't let me talk too long. If you're like, you know, (laughs) you're rambling on. I know that I can do that. So let me know. Oh, you're, you're wonderful. Uh, don't, don't worry about that. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I like about you is your Instagram. Uh, okay. Now, now, I don't know if you've been on there a whole lot lately. I I, I have kind of slacked off of Instagram lately, but I used to really enjoy watching you play on Instagram. And one of the things I noticed about you uh, is you carry your guitar a little higher. <laughs> Yeah. Than, than um, guitar players. I'm a guitar player. This this is fascinating to me. So I'm curious: <laughs> is that a leverage thing? Is is that um, what is that? Absolutely. So when I first started playing guitar, I uh, I heard, you know, I was in the Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day, uh, Sum Forty One, Newfound Glory, and uh, basically punk and pop punk stuff, and. You know, those dudes had it way down to their knees, you know, and that looked cool to me at the time. And that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to be. But, uh, you know, the the more I got into the guitar, the, the more I learned, I wanted to be concise, precise. I wanted to be, you know, I'm a perfectionist uh, for better or for worse. And, but uh, so the older I get, the higher that thing gets. And I get made fun of for it sometimes. I get complimented on it sometimes. It's 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 like this. I want to have, like you said, a leverage thing. I need all the help I can get. I'm not the best player out there. So the higher I am, you know, the more I can physically execute, you know, uh, easy breezy what I need to what I need to play. You know, whenever you have your guitar way down here, um, I'm you know extending my arms the videos on but like you said it's an audio podcast which is fine when you have you know tom DeLong, uh what's uh, billy joe from green day all these punk players have their guitars way down here you're you're doing more harm than good that wrist is you know cocked and bent like this and it just uh it just you know i'm, I'm trying to be smarter i'm 36 years old i'm starting to feel it i'm starting to feel you know I got a bad back and a bad this and a bad that. So I'm trying to prolong, uh, you know, my body, this physical vessel that we have here on this planet. So the, the older I get, the higher that 
guitar gets and I feel more comfortable like this, you know, I'm not, there's, I can just play. It's like wind in my back. I can just focus on playing instead of, Oh, my wrist hurts. And now I have to play a gig where I have to sound good. You know, those, uh, that, that ain't it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. I, I get that. You know, the older we get, the more we like the 20 pound amplifiers. Uh, you know, I'm looking at you, Fender Tone Master. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how, um, I'm doing, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me here, but <clears throat> how instrumental to your career was working at the guitar shop? Man, it, it, it was a, a big deal. It was huge. So I, uh, backtrack, I worked at Guitar Center from, 2012 to 14 and i learned a lot there you know i really did i met a lot of people that was on the rise of face well for me facebook uh plugging into the music scene both in reality and uh you know on on the net on the world wide web so i made a lot of friends i you know at guitar center you're a salesperson back then you worked on commission, you know, you had to sell. If you didn't sell, you didn't eat. And for a 18 year old kid living with his parents, that's a, that's the best job in the world for a 23 year old who had a son, a two year old son at the time, you got to sell, you got to, you got to make a, a living with this. And I was gigging then maybe once a month, you know, I didn't, uh, there were already established players, heavy hitters, the elite in town that everybody called on. And, uh, but Guitar Center helped me plug, plug in, meet a ton of people, get, you know, exchange numbers. I started giving lessons a lot then. Um, and then guitar, I took a break. I worked in IT with my bud for two years, and that was awesome. Amazing money. But we traveled so much, you couldn't keep a band. You couldn't have a family. You couldn't. You know, there, there were, you know, pros and cons. Then I worked at, started working at Guitar House in 2014. And that really uh, springboarded, you know, or, or sh should I say, yeah, just really kick-started, jump-started my career, if you will. I, I don't, I use that word very lightly. But my, let's say my journey into being a local musician and it was very important, me, you know, just meeting people and being a sponge, you know, and being open to like everything. Don't don't be closed minded. And I used to be so closed minded. I used to hate, you know, again, my 15 year old punk rock self used to hate jazz. I hated the blues. I hated country because I was raised with that. It was everywhere. It was all around me. And and then I wanted to rebel and play the opposite of that, which I guess was, you know, no effects and rancid and miss the misfits, <laughs> you know, and, but then, you know, seeing the culture of, of guitar house, especially because that, that place is really a really cool, uh, staple and not just Tulsa music history, but like music history in general. Um, I can elaborate on that later, but, uh, it, it was huge. It was huge. I, I, I feel like I found um, a community and they accepted me, gave me gigs, took a chance on me. And now here I am and like, you know, people, because, because not just 
word of mouth or whatever, but mostly because of social media and Instagram, me posting videos and stuff, people are like, oh, you're, you know, you're Thai. And anyway, yes, yeah, it's, it's been huge to say the least. It's really cool. Like um, playing live is what you wanted to do. You know, you would get these gigs and these gigs would take prevalence over pretty much anything else. So you would do the gigs. What yeah. what can we expect or what do we get out of a Ty Slagle show? <laughs> Man, uh, <laughs> one thing is you'll get kind of a, you know, a resting bitch face. <laughs> excuse, excuse my language. But I have, you know, I hate that saying, but it paints a picture. But people, you know, come up to me a lot and they're like, are you okay? Like, did you, are you having fun? Are you, you know, are you mad <laughs> that I, they say I look pissed off? This is just the way I was made. I have, I'm not very animated uh, on stage. I'm really trying to, again, I'm a perfectionist. I want to sound good. I'd rather sound good. And then I don't care. I really don't care how I look. You know, I'm really focused. I'm really trying my best to nail it, to hit the target, play the part. But believe it or not, despite my expressions, I am having fun. Uh, what can you get out of, man, it's tough to talk about myself like that. I, uh, you know, well, I, will, I think I will, you answered it. I think you answered Yeah. I, I think you answered yeah. it. I, I try to, somebody gives me a script and they are very strict about, hey, you need to play the script note for note, like a cover band thing or a, you know, whatever. I try my best to absolutely deliver that. And one uh, another thing you'll get that I don't want to talk smack about other players. There are amazing players in town, uh, but there is some, there are some players. There's a lot of talk of, um, somebody told me, this might be a little, divulging too much info but somebody told me that they uh, a couple people told me that they hired me over so and so because and they were like and they were honest and i'm and i'm well aware of where i am skill wise speed wise all that stuff they were like oh they can smoke you they can shred me under the table for sure but i, sh I show up on time i have a good attitude i try to be professional try to have a good be a good vibe and be a good hang I learn the parts. I learn, I know my stuff. I have my stuff together. Um, and I, and I don't, I just don't complain. You know what I mean? I, I, and there are some players around town that are, are amazing. 
I mean, they are world-class musicians, but they will show up late and they'll reek of pot, you know, and, and that's fine, you know, but six years ago, that was a, that was like a no-no, you know, and, or they'll forget the song or they'll, oh, we'll just wing it, man. We'll just feel it out, you know, stuff like that. And I just, I was, again, Matt Hayes, the bass player for Wayne Newton that took me under his wing. He was like, if you're, if you show up early, wait, what did he say? If you're, if you're, what did he say? If you show up early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're fired. And a bunch of little nuggets like that, uh, that just stuck with me. And if I can't offer anything else, I'll learn the script and I'll play it and I'll show up, play the, you know, recite it and salute and be on my way. And the, uh, yeah, I can feel confident about saying that. That's what you would get out of a Ty Slagle <laughs> uh, show or gig or, you know. That's awesome. You know, yeah. I saw you uh, performing on um, YouTube. Was it, is it Margie Turner? Is that right? Oh, yeah. Mar uh, Margie Tanner. Yep. Tanner. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. just going off memory. Um, man, smoking, smoking vocals and smoking real subtle guitar licks all up and down the fretboard. Just really nice. I mean, I would say that was an in the pocket show and I was mad that there was so many people talking uh because i wanted to listen to you guys um <laughs> but uh man what is playing live like for you is that is that is that the goal is that of everything i mean is that where you hope you end up man well uh first thank you for uh the kind words thank you for the compliments i i appreciate that margie margie will too um yeah you know i think everybody every musician that would be ideal that would be awesome to play just play night after night and make a few you know make enough bucks to uh have a comfortable living pay the bills uh i do i do love teaching i would uh, sometimes i would say that i'm better at that <laughs> than playing especially playing live um playing live is really tough for me not to not to take it into a negative uh dimension but i have before start before i started working at guitar center i was quiet i was shy i was not social this kind of transaction would have been so hard for me uh you know knowing that people are listening even just one person it was tough to meet people it was tough to jam it was tough to meet girls <laughs> if i wanted to go on a date uh until i got the job at guitar center and my manager was like hey dude you need to come out of your shell or you're not going to be able to sell so that you know lit a fire under me and i just kind of came into my own at the ripe old age of 22 23 and now being 36 it's you know it's it's easier i can go out to a I can public speak. I have to here and there at Tulsa tech. I have to, but playing live is still kind of a subconscious thing. Uh, I have this little voice in the back of my head. That's like, you suck. You're not good. You're not, you know, you'll, you'll never make it this and that. And I have to constantly battle that, uh, good days and bad days. Some days are better than others, but, um, 
yeah, other than that, other than that struggle, I think playing live would be like teaching during the day and then playing at night would be fan freaking tastic. I, I, I do love, I'll, I'll tell a brief story. I just played Tuesday at Maggie's Music Box. It's a really cool place here in Tulsa, actually in Jinx, which is a, yeah, just a little on the outskirts of Tulsa. And uh, I've never played there. It was my first rodeo. It's the start of a, uh, an, a bi-weekly residency. So we're playing there every other Tuesday, which is awesome. That's my first rodeo there, you know, first residency kind of thing. And I didn't go in there thinking I was just, you know, kind of hoping and praying and, you know, kind of giving myself the do a good job. You're going to do great. It's going to be good. Please let the show be good. You know, <laughs> uh, regular routine that I do in the car on the way there. And it was awesome. It was a packed house. It was nothing special. It was just people coming to see live music. But we all played our butts off. Nobody hit a wrong note. Uh, the singer, Jacob DeMint, was freaking in the zone, like so full, like moving me to tears. <laughs> like, not, I'm not even, uh, that's not a joke. Uh, I'm not blowing smoke. He was feeling it. We were all feeling it. And the crowd, the energy, the vibe, it was just the stars aligned. So if, yeah, if every night could be like that, playing get, playing shows like that, that's where it's at. That would be the dream. Absolutely. You know, um, I'm real sorry to hear that you have that voice. You know, I have it too. The you suck, you know, yeah. uh, kind of thing. Um, what are some things you do for the rest of us uh, that have that? That, um, you know, maybe an exercise or something you tell yourself uh, to counterbalance that because I don't see that in you at all. I know that I know that's obvious. I see a, a, a guitarist who we're happy to have on the show and everything. And I don't see it in myself whenever I write down something on paper. That's like my little secret is that I write a pros and cons list on paper and the pros is always bigger than the cons. Is there Very anything cool. is there anything uh any tips, any tricks for uh, my my uh wife would call it a bad brain day. That's good. That's yeah. That's a good uh, way to put it. Um man, what you said like uh the pros and cons list, the uh daily affirmations um I I have to I have to start in the morning. Uh and I just started recently doing this. I've been playing 20 20 two years and I recently just started doing this maybe two years ago seriously I should have been doing it this whole time um and just positive th I know it sounds cheesy I know it sounds lame and for somebody that like like me that doesn't like a lot of attention doesn't like the spotlight anyway <laughs> that's tough for a musician it's tough for an electric guitar player but I really don't I, I'm just I'm still that shy guy but I start in the morning and I say just positive things, you know, and it's not a cocky thing. It's not a, uh, you know, you're badass, brother, you look, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like a, look how far you've come, you know, look at just recent goals. Like I never thought when I first started playing, I just wanted to play in the garage and play punk rock as loud and as fast <laughs> as possible with my friends. I never thought I would, 
get a gig at a bar. And then whenever I got a gig at a bar, I thought, wow, cool. It'd be cool to tour, but this is fun. And then we, we toured and then, wow, that, that was fun. It'd be cool to, you know, play the canes, man. It'd be cool to, and then it took, you know, 22 years, but I just played the canes in November, I think. Yeah, it was November. Oh, and congrats, that was, man. Thank you. That, I mean, thank you. That That's a huge, the canes ballroom in Tulsa. It's a, it's a, it's a, an amazing venue full of just memories and blood, sweat and tears and wood that's waterlogged with sweat and memories and good vibes and feelings and emotions. It's, and so that was a big deal. And I just, whenever I feel like, man, I suck, I'm never going to, I want to smash my guitar and go back to school, just teach. I'm better at teaching. I'm like, no dude, you wouldn't be asked to play. You wouldn't be put in these situations if you, truly you know if you sucked and 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 uh yeah I, ju I just i just say those positive things in the morning and sometimes it's it's hard you have to push through it you know it, it like the bad brain day i definitely have two or three of those a week uh but i you know i just look at it like no look at look at where you're at and how far you've come and and we're all like you said like we all have something to say we are all artists to it to an extent we all have something that we oh man we have to get it out we have to s express it we have to scream it from the mountaintop and that's what i'm doing that's what i'm trying to do and if i hit 99 amazing notes if i hit 99 right notes and i hit and i screw up once guess what i'm losing sleep over later on <laughs> you know, the, um, you know, I'm focusing on the negative. I need to focus on, I just, I was on a the mountaintop or the stage, if you will. And I said what I had to say, was it perfect? No, but not a lot of people get to do what we do, get to get on a stage and express themselves to the best of their ability, write music, record, you know, have a, have a podcast where you can share ideas and speak your mind and, and, and have guests that have, you know, it's it's all art and it's such a it's such a cool thing to be a part of be an artist you know it's it's uh my mom tells me all the time and she's an artist she won't admit to it but she says you know she's my biggest fan obviously as moms tend to be but she said she was like not a lot of people get to do what you do you need to relish in that and be proud and be stoked and don't get bummed out about that one wrong note every other note you know nobody else maybe other guitarists other musicians heard it and they were like hey wait a minute you know but yeah you know it's not about that beep beep yeah oh i'm sorry no go ahead oh i was just gonna say just realize it's human nature uh to focus on that one bad note it's not necessarily yours like just just when we get a hundred good reviews and we get one bad review we focus on the one bad review, or at least I do. I don't know. One bad review gets underneath my skin. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Same. Same here. I can't believe we touched on Kane's Ballroom because that's where I wanted to end it off. Um, several years ago, I had come down to see Jack White at Kane's Ballroom. And then, yeah. and sure enough, when I was researching for this podcast, 
looks like he went to Guitar House. Can you tell us a little bit about your ex encounter with Jack White? Yeah, so I met him twice. Uh, the first time, it was funny because uh, my boss told me, hey, Jack White might come in today, uh, you know, so be prepared for that. And I was on my own at the shop downtown when it was on Archer, uh, downtown Tulsa. And I, and this is really funny story. And, uh, so I was in the restroom doing my business going, going, <laughs> this might be too much information, but I was going number two and I kept hearing this knock at the door and they started getting really violent, aggressive. And I was like, Oh my goodness, who the heck is that? It better be somebody you know it better be somebody that's going to spend some money or something and sure enough i walk out and it's jack white who's about as tall as i am uh, and he's six uh one by the way between six one and six two and and i was like oh gosh here it is here you know uh this is it so i had to put on my you know i don't i don't get starstruck uh easily if only, i've met uh eric johnson i met jack white Derek trucks uh, you know, I met all these amazing people. I could keep going Vince Gill, but I only kind of got starstruck from Jack White the first time that I met him, but he was with this entourage. He had his guitar tech. He had, uh, I think, um, his bass player and a couple other guys that I didn't really recognize from his immediate, from his band. I, I let them in and, uh, luckily it was kind of a slow day. So they were able to just come in and do whatever they wanted. Jack White plugged in an old 60, yeah, 60, 1960 Fender Telly into, I couldn't tell you a late fifties, uh, weed of some kind and cranked it. And that was awesome. It was cool hearing him play some bluesy stuff, pentatonic stuff, just like, you know, you know, that stock stuff that you plug in and play just to see how the amp feels and sounds and compresses and reacts. And that was awesome. And then he, uh, you know, he asked me questions. He wanted to buy something that was not for sale. And I was like, oh, boss man's not selling that. And he goes, seriously, how much do you want? You know, and I was like, I don't think boss man's going to part with that. And he goes, dude, what do you want for that? So I call boss man. Sure enough, Drew Wynn, who's the uh, owner of Guitar House in Tulsa was like, yeah, I'm not selling that. And I told him, I was on the phone. I go, Jack, he's not selling it. And Jack was like, what the, you know, what the F I'm Jack White. <laughs> and I was like, well, you haven't met Drew Wynn. He's about as stubborn as I am. And I'm a Taurus. And he, uh, Drew was like, I tell you what, I'll trade it for that monkey machine that he has. Yeah. I don't know if you know, Jack White, uh, at the, uh, at his studio, he has this like monkey machine you put in a quarter and it's all these monkeys that like they have the symbols and you know they dance anyway it's a really odd like kind of you know <laughs> creepy looking awesome cool. it's super cool you got to look it up on youtube but it's yeah it's it's super cool it's awesome and it's old i think it's from the oh i don't want to say the wrong date but it's old and uh so that and then he came up and said he wanted to buy this and that and i said yeah, you got it. Uh, he goes, does that bass, he was buying an old Hofner uh, violin bass, which was super cool, uh, kind of Paul McCartney-esque, if you will. And he was like, does that come with a case? And I go, yeah, you're going to love it. It's a big old wooden coffin. And he like, cracked up, that cracked him up. So then he goes, man, you've been really cool. Uh, we've really enjoyed this experience. And we don't usually, you know, usually music store managers or got, you know, they're 
lame or they're too starstruck or whatever. And I go, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And I'm pulling out my phone because I'm going to ask him for a picture. He immediately sees the phone and starts backing away and goes, all right, man, this has been really cool. We'll see you around the block. And I was like, darn it. He didn't want a picture. So the second time, I'll be really brief. I know you're probably on a schedule, but the, the second time we met, uh, he he came in and he kind of remembered me. You know, he meets a lot of people, travels all over the literal world. And he was like, I want to buy this, this and this. And I was like, you got it, but I'm not letting you leave here unless I get to take a picture with you and you get to sign our pillar. At Guitar House downtown, we had a pillar that was, uh, you know, we had Eric Johnson, Jack White, Bill Frizzell, Derek Trucks, uh, you know, uh, oh gosh, who else? Uh, um, Robin from Fleet Foxes, who I love. Um, I know I'm missing some people. Oh, uh, 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 Jimmy Vivino from Conan O'Brien's house band, like all these gnarly players, all these gnarly people. And so I said, yeah, you can buy those, but I'm not letting you leave here till I take a picture with you and I have you sign the pillar. And he goes, sure, I'll sign it. Can I sign whatever I want? Can I sign your name? And anyway, we had a laugh, but he let me take a picture that time. And it's on my Instagram and Facebook and on Guitar House's page. And it was really cool. You know, I think at first, just like any uh, celebrity I think they come in and they're kind of uh, you know they have to put up a, a little bit of a wall maybe a front maybe a, put on a mask if you will but after you give each other some shite excuse my language back and forth I feel like they're like oh, okay cool you're a human and you recognize I'm a human and now we can be friends <laughs> so overall it was it was a cool experience meeting him you know He's super tall. That's kind of intimidating, even for a tall guy like me. So, <laughs> Excellent. Ty, it has been not only a privilege interviewing you, but just a privilege knowing you these past few years that we, you know, since we went to that concert, me and Dustin went to that concert together. I just really appreciate it. You're always there. Uh, sometimes when I'm feeling a little uh needing of, of your feedback or something like that and 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 you're and you're a friend to me and i appreciate that and thank you for coming on my show uh really really enlightening conversation thank you yeah man thank thank you for having me and yeah very glad to to know you the last the last few years and and yeah i love i really genuinely love your stuff and you're awesome awesome human being awesome artist and uh songwriter and yeah man i can't say enough i mean yeah thank you thank you for having me super honored excellent well i'm gonna end it at that thank you ty love talking to you let's head over to the metroplex dallas fort worth area in texas we're going to talk to a band called Lucid B.
Welcome back to the shadows. I'm here with Lucid B. Uh, Guy and Eddie from Lucid B and I have been friends for a while. And um, when Guy moved off and left us, uh, <laughs> he found friends uh, to make a band with. And uh, that's who's here to talk to us today. Guy, why don't you uh, introduce your friends? Let them introduce themselves. Who all's here? We got we got four people here today on the shadows. This is a first. Absolutely, uh, and and well, first off, Kelly, uh, I I just want to thank you uh, for having us here. It really is an honor. I've 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 listened to some of the other episodes on here, and 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 I can say I'm a fan <laughs> for sure. Like I. That 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 conversation you had with Adam Whitaker would it was just mind blowing. Uh, so uh, definitely really happy to be here. Uh, myself, I am Guy Justison. Uh, I play guitar uh, and do some of the background vocals uh, in the band Lucid B. Uh, then uh, we have uh, Eddie here. Uh, Eddie, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hey guys, I'm Eddie. I, uh bass player for the band uh founding member just to be funny with it uh and i also wanted to tell back off a guy uh kelly you've also been releasing some beyond just the podcast you got here i've actually been digging out some of the uh tracks and audio tracks that you've been releasing so to piggyback off of that that's those are pretty good as well oh thanks guys uh and we also have uh we have mr will stiegel here uh, who is our our vocalist? Who uh, we met down here in Dallas uh, at Guitars and Growlers in Richardson. We were uh, we were we were playing an open mic out there, and we basically said, "Hey, uh, is there anybody out there who uh, is a singer <laughs> who's looking for a band?" Um, and 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 that's where we met, and and it you know uh, the rest is history. But uh, Will, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Kelly. Thank you for having us. And hello, listeners as well. Uh, appreciate you tuning in. But yeah, so my name is Will. I'm a DFW uh, local. Um, I was born in Florida, but I don't remember any of that. So doesn't count. Uh, but yeah, we uh, I met Lucid B. Uh, I was at an open mic. They were they were looking for a lead singer, someone with some some uh bombastic energy and then i come waltzing in like i own the place i kick open the double doors and say what's up and the rest, is, <laughs> the rest is history but yeah so i do the vocals um i am beginning to take on the uh lyricism as well and a teeny tiny bit of guitar for that added flavor but yeah that's me beginning to take on lyricism you're <laughs> selling that one a little short yeah, man. <laughs> in well, a rare of humility. <laughs> thanks, thanks, buddy. And and then last but very much not least uh, uh, is uh, Mr. Tomas Karafi, uh, who we were introduced to uh, through Will. Uh, they went to college together, uh, and we had been through uh, a, a series of of drummers before, uh, and it, it just never really came to fruition. Uh, but we met. Uh, Tomas and just locked in with him almost overnight, uh, and 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 it should, he's just been awesome. Uh, so, Tomas, uh, take it away, man. Sure. Uh, thanks for the very nice introduction, guy. Uh, I'm Tomas Carafi. I am originally from Chile. Uh, been living here in 
I've been living in Fort Worth for uh for wow, now ten years. Soon to be ten years. And um and uh I'm just happy to be here, man. I I, I like I'm saying, uh I met Will in college and uh I remember reaching out to him. I, I saw a, a story of him on Instagram doing an open mic and I saw there was a you know, there was a there was a drum set on the back and I was like, Hey, Will and I, I remember being a little intoxicated whenever I sent this message. I, <laughs> it's not that I talk to Will all that often, but I was like, I'll shoot my shot. Hey, if you ever want to play live, uh, do an open mic together, I'll be down to do that. And it never really materialized into anything until he reached out one day saying like, hey, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm in a band now. And we're looking for a drummer you want to try out. And uh, it, it took me little to no time. Uh, to say, yeah, let's 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 see what's up with that, and uh, yeah, like I is saying, I feel like we we all click very well very soon, and uh, it's been it's been awesome ever since. And once again, yeah, I'm I'm just happy to be here. I want to call out his dedication before we get too far on for a little bit. Uh, he was having to travel great distances, just about an hour, for our initial practices. Whoa. <laughs> I got that is over. Um, <laughs> now that time has been cut down to half an hour. So I'm very happy about that too. Well, yeah. guys, uh, I've been listening to your music and I read a novel that <laughs> guy wrote me. Uh, and I just want to know, um, for those of us who didn't know before we started researching this uh, podcast, in your own words, so everyone knows, what is shoegaze? <laughs> uh, so shoegaze is uh, it, it, it's it's kind of a subgenre of of alternative rock or or, or in, indie rock, uh, you know, that kind of materialized uh, in the '90s and um, uh, maybe late 80s as well. I, I might have the timeline a little off. I, I hope nobody <laughs> is too <laughs> upset at that. Uh, but but the you know the, it, it it tends to be associated uh, with bands like uh, like My Bloody Valentine or or a Slow Dive, uh, and it's called shoegaze because you're like staring at your pedal board uh, the whole time that you're playing. You know because there's usually a complicated dance of of okay which w exactly which overdrive or, or or distortion am i using during this section and how much delay and how much reverb and how much chorus and how much you know whatever was was just going into making this tonic soup that 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 just defines that sound uh so it's as much a uh a tone as as, as it is a genre a lot of vibe to it, you know, because um, I always, you yeah, he's right on people staring at their pedals, but oftentimes um, you'll catch, you'll catch the audience in the same boat, like head down, rocking out with you. So it goes beyond just, just the pedal side of it as well. You'll often catch up in shows. It's, it's great when you see it, the whole, like a whole bunch of heads just rocking out with you. That's great. You know, I, before today, I didn't know, uh, I had heard the term, uh, and then I listened to a bunch of you guys' music, and it, it kind of clicked. <laughs> um, but I tell you what, there's an argument that can be made uh, 
where y'all guys are just out there making good old alternative rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would I would say first and foremost, like if if you were gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna put us in a genre, that's it. It you know we we are an, we are an alternative rock band. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I come from a like an indie rock background. Uh, you know, on top of that, and and some like Midwest emo uh, kind of stuff, and that's just bands like uh, you know American Football is kind of emblematic emblematic of that. Uh, but like Eddie, for example, like he comes from like more of a, a, a 90s grunge, like if you want to speak to mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I got in my own head thinking of like where my music background. Yeah, no, 90s, uh, 90s alt and grunge is my thing. So zombie uh, uh, cranberries getting into them. I love them. Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, Mud Honey, uh, Screaming Trees. I could go down this list for a long time, but I've always been a big fan of that. Like um fuzzier distorted bass tones intricate subplay below it it's always spoke to me really well right and then but then like at the same time we got we got tomas who's more into like the experimental side of metal like bands like periphery, periphery like progressive kind of stuff like that um tomas if you want to chime in there yeah um i wouldn't say i have the chops for a lot of metal metal level of virtuosity uh, but it's definitely part of my influences i mean not only progressive metal but uh progressive rock in general i mean neil peart uh rest in peace uh one of my i would say one of my big influences in my on my plan um that's that's kind of that's that's kind of the avenue that i that i tend to find myself in right and then and then will he's coming at us from from like a like he's like the killers uh or or the strokes but also like you know some 80s like tears for fears kind of stuff like you know Uh, yeah either uh i pretty much grew up on either indie slash alternative rock or their immediate predecessors the great thing is about the alternative uh, genre. It's a big uh, umbrella. It's it's comfy. You can kind of you can stretch out your uh, your musical approach without sounding too out of left field. So I right. think it's it's kind of a comfy place for us to be in. Yeah, and and that's what I was gonna say. Like I I, I think I think you know alternative rock is is kind of where all of these different things converge uh you know that that that's sort of the shared ground that they that they all come from you know you could maybe they would have called it college rock uh or or something like that you know back in the 80s but but they're they're effectively one and the same so yeah that that's definitely what we're going for excellent excellent when do y'all start uh, playing live for real, for real, and tell us where? Okay, so uh, so that's coming up at uh, the Deep End in Wichita Falls. Uh, that'll be our our debut uh, for for Wichita Falls. Uh, we have played once here down in Dallas uh, previously, um, kind of a dry run, uh, but we're going to be starting in earnest here uh, pretty soon. But in Wichita Falls, uh, we've got a show at the Deep End. Uh, on April 22nd, 
which is a Saturday. Um, going to be with uh, Ceramic Planet. That's uh, two of the members of Tate and the Bedwetters, uh, who we really like a lot. Uh, and it's and it's their their new band. Uh, so I'm excited to see that um, a band called Joy Drive, um, who I, I I admit I'm I'm not familiar with yet, but I'm 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 happy to you know I'm 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 looking forward to hearing them. Uh, and then also our our singers pulling double duty. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so down bad. Uh, th this is kind of a funny story. There's a deep end in Deep Ellum. And that was uh, initially where we planned on booking, but they are currently closed, I think for renovations or something. But uh, so <laughs> instead, uh, my um, the lady that handles my booking, she uh, got in touch with the Wichita Falls Deep End. Like, I think this was two or three weeks before Lucid B uh, reached out. <laughs> and then the manager told guy yeah uh we got these acts and we got uh this band from denton coming out called down bad that's gonna be <laughs> so your boy's been staying busy yeah yeah and i and i just burst out laughing because i was like that's our singer's other band. yes we'll do the show so that's that's how that i mean we're 25 percent there at that point so <laughs> right <as> well exactly. <laughs> Right on. Who would you say writes the majority of this music? It, it. I mean, it, it, it. It's very much a group uh, project. Um, it started with with some compositions that that I had had initially come up with. I was sort of in in a. Uh, in a bit of a rut uh, where I, I, I just found myself like I, I kept playing the same sort of shapes uh, on guitar. I'm primarily a guitarist uh, and 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 I just, you know, there were different chord progressions. There were different keys, but but it was the same kind of patterns. And, and I got really tired of that. And uh, and so I deliberately just started writing a bunch of stuff in uh, in FL Studio uh on my computer and and just went in note by note on a piano roll and just picked stuff out that i thought sounded cool and then went back and like learned how to play that <laughs> on guitar um you know and and sometimes it didn't translate like exactly 100 percent one-to-one like it you know sometimes you had to make it feel a little bit a little bit more organic on that instrument um so we're taking a lot of those songs like some of these we carrying around or i've been carrying around for five or six years at this point um and and eddie's been been with me through <laughs> several bands uh and 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 you know multiple variants of some of these songs um but they're but they're finally now coming into fruition uh you know now that now that everybody else is involved and has contributed their parts to it had you know has taken the initial idea but then said, okay, I see what you're going for, but why don't I do this? And now, boom. Like, one of the songs used to be a completely different genre, basically. <laughs> uh, it was it was almost like a surf rock song. Um, but then we brought Will in, and he and I were, were practicing that song one night, uh, and we were like, well, what if we do it... <laughs> 
like just an alt rock song uh and 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 you know and we we at, at first we were kind of just laughing about it but then <laughs> and we we listened to it and we were okay. like wait a minute yeah, I remember when y'all. I remember when I got to hear the initial bits for that. And I was like, "I'll have a bass on for you in an hour." <laughs> and we tossed but, it in Moss's lap, and he was all like, "Yep, I'll have that to you here shortly." Just came yeah, together right. really quickly. It was just one of those one of those things that just fell into place. So, uh, so you know, like that. That's that's. I don't know. For me, that that's how that's that's the best kind of writing. You know, when when yeah there's an idea but but then everybody comes in and and just makes it their own um you know so it's not just one person's baby you know because like to quote <laughs> there's a line uh where where hetfield was james hetfield from metallica he, he was talking about that in in their documentary uh and just talking about how like your song is your baby and you know it and and people come in and want to move a leg and put it on the head and you know i'm sorry for this <laughs> the imagery here but like uh you know it 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 you 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 can't you can't hold on to it that tightly you have to be ready to to be and just be open to to collaborate with people you know uh and and truly understand what that means and 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 let 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 every you know because at the end of the day you're having fun right and and if you're not What's the point? Yeah, I, I feel like from the get-go, our process has been very collaborative. And I've, I've been given free reign to come up with the drum parts myself, which I've really appreciated. And, and it hasn't come to the point in which I'm coming out with something that people really don't like. Um, there will be some times where, you know, Eddie will tell me, hey, I feel like you could do this, you know, this specific way. And I'm like, yeah, let me... Let me work on that, and and it'll we'll we'll make it happen. But uh, it's 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 been that kind of dynamic, and I've appreciated it from the get go. I mean, that's team rhythm section though, because you fed a few things back to me a few times. You you just called me out on what was it? Uh, practice Wednesday. You're like, what was that we were doing over that? Like you had to remind me over a bit that I discussed about a baseline that uh, that I had talked to you about previously about modifying, and you were like, do the thing, poking me in the side. <laughs> hey. Yep. Well, and, 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 and I got to give you credit as well, uh, Eddie, where it's due, like, like, you know, all, not all these songs are things that I came up with. Eddie, Eddie and I write really well together. Eddie will come in with ideas and just be like, boom, what do you think of this? And it, and immediately I'm like, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> I want to add a guitar part now. Um, well, our entire process has been like that, right? right. Like you, you were, you're, a little you're on about what you said about the initial songwriting bit you brought the pieces in but out of the gate when we when you got me you told me modify them and i would butt heads with you here and there over a few of them about some changes that need to be made or as you and i joke making my life harder uh but when we brought will in we were he was carte blanche when we gave tomas the bits we were like carte blanche like right make as you see fit and even even in our collaborative efforts, when you and I just get together, uh, we'll have something put together pretty quickly, which is always nice. But we've always been in the put it all together and make it work uh, camp. Right. You know, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, 
I'm no stranger to collaboration uh, on, <laughs> online. Um, we made an album where there was 23 people around the world on it uh, for 10 songs. Um, it was fantastic. It was a wonderful experience. Um, what I'm impressed with is uh, the level at which you guys seem to collaborate. And I think that's one of the things that's missing. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I could get you to talk on uh, interpersonal jamming as opposed to jamming online. I don't know how much experience you have jamming online, but what are you getting out of this? Uh, the intangibles that don't come from a online collaboration. No, I, 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 I know exactly what you mean. Latency. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, there's that, but yeah, I mean, and well, scheduling. And that's, that, that's a very good point because, you know, like you're going to be sending files back and forth, right? Like it, it, you know, so, so that's it right there. Like you don't have that real time, you know, people in a room together, uh, feeling that, that, you know, I mean, sometimes when you're, you're, you just, you, you know, when it's a good take, <laughs> uh, it's palpable. You can, you can feel it in the room. Um, you know, and, 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 and I, that's just physics, right. That's just like literally the sound waves, you know, um, just, just meshing with each other and, and everybody just being on a groove. Um, and, and, you know, and, and it just feels like a big group hug. <laughs> so it's, it's, the, you know, I, I feel like that's incredibly, incredibly rewarding. I, I agree with that. And, and that's something I can attest. We, we really felt, uh, on, on back on Wednesday, when we, <laughs> we did that one take of that one cover, we really want to play, uh, where we just looked at each other and, and, and as we were playing, of course, we were just jamming out and, and all the energy and we were feeling all these vibrations, you know, up and down our bodies. I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to deny the importance of that, I feel, in the creation of music. And, and it's, it's, it's as physical as it is, uh, you know, mental, psychological. And I remember, yeah, just, just looking to my left, looking at Guy and, and just being like, holy crap, that was a good take. It's fun when guy gets into it, isn't he? Like when he when he's just gone and you're watching his mop flop around on the top of his head. <laughs> Dude looks indistinguishable from the way he looked at whenever he walked in. <laughs> Will, I got a question for you. What are you okay? What are you writing about? What's going on? What's what are some of these what are some of these subjects gonna cover? So initially, uh, we were kind of struggling to, to find what's the, what, what are the connecting pieces that bring all of these together? But lyrically, I definitely found that there's this dreamscape feel to it. I always feel like whenever uh, I'm writing songs for this band, the regardless of what direction we take it, it's always got this, this, uh, this almost like dreamy type of fog permeating throughout the sound. So whenever I go into writing these songs, it's almost always from the perspective of uh, this could be 
reality, but it could also be a dream, regardless of whether or not I'm covering happy subject matter, uh, morose subject matter, whatever it might be. There's definitely this this dreaminess uh, that I am almost always trying to bring to the table for this band, because every song that I've listened to from an instrumental standpoint has just made me feel like I'm in this this dream. Uh, so that's that's the overarching thing that I'd say I'm writing about. Same, gr- same. I'm in a dream every time I play. That was a great answer because dreams is a is a uh, a great way to describe some of this dreamy um, is a great way to describe some of the sounds that I heard in doing research. Um, so that's a great answer. That's that, I really uh, I really like that. Um, well, guys, y'all are headed on the road uh, April twenty second to Wichita Falls. Uh, and uh, we are definitely going to look forward to having you. We're going to have you. I'm going to have a little portable unit. I'm going to say hi to you back in the shadow so you can touch base and say hi and stuff. I'll be at your show. Uh, and I'm going to write you up uh, on our little blog, the Friendly Shadows blog. Um, so, it, you know, hopefully it'll help get some people to your shows. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all that. Indeed. And thank you for having us, man. It 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 it's been awesome. Oh, it's been my pleasure. And 30, 30 minutes or so is a perfect, perfect time. And we're at a good stopping point. So I'm gonna go ahead and call it. And I really appreciate you guys being really good sports and coming on and talking to us and and I'll get your show out Thursday. Thursday. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, man. All right. It, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, pleasure. we appreciate it, Kelly. Oh, it's my pleasure. I can't wait to get this material out. I'll right uh, I'll go ahead and close the call now, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. All See right. you soon, then. Well, then. Thanks, man. And that's our show. Thank you for joining us in the shadows. Until next time, we'll see you in the shadows.